Are you interested in understanding GOP-1 medications like Ozempic, Wagovi, or Manjaro? Then join us on The Plus Sides, Cracking the Obesity Code, the groundbreaking podcast helping people change their lives one episode at a time. The Plus Sides podcast is a disruptor. We're breaking down barriers, smashing stereotypes, and sharing inspiring stories that'll leave you feeling informed and empowered. Join us every week to learn from doctors who are specialists around GLP-1 medications like Ozempic, Wagovi, or Manjaro. They'll provide you with science and facts to validate these incredible stories. But that's not all. We'll also bring you the voices of the GLP-1 Manjaro TikTok community, real people who face the challenges of obesity related diseases and disorders and discovered the incredible plus sides of GLP-1 medications. Our episodes are filled with heartwarming stories, laughter, and moments of triumph. You'll connect with our amazing community members who are reclaiming their health and experiencing their fullest lives. Are you ready to embark on a journey of discovery and empowerment? Tune in to the plus sides cracking the obesity code and together we'll change the narrative around obesity and end the stigma. Subscribe now on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform platform and join our incredible community. Let's celebrate the plus sides of life together because every story deserves to be heard. Every life deserves to shine and everyone deserves access to expert knowledge and medication. The Plus Sides Podcast. You're not alone. It's not your fault. Say goodbye to restrictive weight loss methods and hello to Iveam, the number one prescriber of GLP-1 medications. GLP-1s curb cravings, stabilize blood sugar, increase energy, and balance A1C levels to regulate your body and kickstart your weight loss journey. iVeam is committed to making medical weight loss accessible, affordable, and customized because we believe that's how it should be. Sign up for free and get 20% off our accessibility programs. Producing Peptide Vite. It's the first daily natural vitamin to help support a reduction in the major side effects of GLP-1s. Peptide Vite supports fatigue, nausea, GI side effects, and promotes better metabolism. It is third-party tested, made in the USA in a FDA-certified facility. Peptide Vite is a game-changer all-in-one daily supplement. Pharmacist and physician formulated to be safe and effective. Use code PLUS20 for 20% off at zennutrients.com. It's time for a change rooted in lasting evidence-backed wellness. Say goodbye to unsustainable diet culture with Friday's weight management program. A nationwide virtual care platform built to address your biology. The reason why I started Fridays is that I noticed that patients with obesity are often improperly treated and told to eat less and move more. Well, the science is in, and we now know that obesity is a chronic medical condition like high blood pressure and diabetes, and that there are many factors, including your genetics, that play a role in the development of obesity. We understand this at Fridays, and that's why we make sure to order labs and specific medications that work with you and your biology. We're revolutionizing weight management, steering clear of weight loss fads, and embracing a scientifically driven approach. Our program charts a path to a healthier you, leveraging evidence-based treatments, nutritional support, and a team of specialized clinicians dedicated to guiding you towards optimal health. We ensure swift appointment scheduling and provide a knowledgeable insurance team for handling prior authorizations for GLP-1 medication. Fridays will also provide safe compounded GLP-1 medication alternatives with fair and industry-leading pricing. Our eligibility quiz will match you with the provider that corresponds with your medical needs. 
Go to joinfridays.com to begin your journey to a healthier you today. Any trouble navigating coping skills in your life where you use food, alcohol, or other drugs, shopping, gambling, sex, or if you are obese and you're wondering what medical solutions are available to you, or if you have children that are overweight and you're wondering what to do about it, I highly recommend that you listen to my new podcast, The Easy Way Out with Dr. Joy Bracey. I've lost 165 pounds over the last 16 months, and it's been an emotional journey more than anything. Easy Way Out started as a a podcast about whether or not I should have weight loss surgery to handle my chronic obesity, but it ended up in places I did not expect. My personal favorite episode is Shut Up Fatty, and it's with my daughter and my son who are now adults, and we covered what it was like for them to grow up in a fat family and how I handled the fact that they were overweight and what I could have done better as their mom. They'll be tearing up one second and cracking up the next. You can find The Easy Way Out with Dr. Joy Bracey anywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome to the Plus Side Podcast. Hi. Hi. How are you? I haven't talked to you on this this medium in a little while. I know, because we took a break from the holidays. And like, it's weird. I feel like Frosty the Snowman. Happy birthday. <laughs> it's going to be like, uh, I hope riding a bike, getting back into it for season three, but I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I feel super awkward. <laughs> so oh, like, really? Oh, no, it's fine. I don't, I'm so used to, like, I feel like I just like focus a lot on TikToks yeah. um, because we had the viral TikTok and, um, mm -hmm. and that's, and just like replying to videos for that and all of these and just managing that. And I feel like I've just been behind my phone. And, and so it's kind of weird being at the computer again. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, but for people that don't know us, we should probably tell us, tell people who we are. So my name is Kim and uh, this is the Plus Side Podcast, if you don't know. And we focus, we're actually, we're born out of a TikTok trend turned movement. And we are trying to let more people know that struggle with obesity, so obesity, that uh, they are not alone, that it is not their fault and that there are medications and treatments for them now. And we're just trying to help people and share education with them, you know? And and it seems to be working because we're on the third season now, yay! Right, chisel <laughs> away at that obesity bias. Yes, um, I, per the name, DMF Kim Manjaro, Um, I take Manjaro, which is also ZepBound, which has launched. Oh my gosh, ZepBound launched last, like this is new. This is like our first episode we're going to talk about ZepBound. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So that launched last month. It is now January. That's crazy. And um, I have lost at this point 99 pounds, uh, which is bizarre. Amazing. It's bizarre, cat. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's it's bizarre. Like I I wish I've. It's amazing, and I'm thankful. As a matter of fact, for me, it's more the health stuff than it is anything else. It's the physical and the mental health stuff that matters more than anything. But it is bizarre because this is the size I was in high school. That is bizarre. Mm -hmm. Before, so that's crazy. But the health is good, and that's what matters. The mental, physical. It is 100. Tell it matters. Uh, so um, that that's who that's who I am, and what I do, and this is the podcast. So, uh, Kat, what about you? Who are you? What you do? Hey, I'm Kat. Kat Carter. You can find me on TikTok, Kat Carter Seven. Um, I am. A Libra. I'm just kidding. Um, well, I'm a Libra. I say this all the time. I'm so, I'm so cheap. Hey, technically it's been a while. So yeah. 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 
Um, but I have, I am on Manjaro. I have been saying it correctly, not like a good old Midwesterner. Why? I like the old way. You want to say Manjaro? I've been taking Manjaro. I love it. I love the old way. Like Don't change things. Yes. I know. You know what? Speaking of speaking of Midwesterners, I have uh, got hooked on Charlie Barons, who is um, a comedian. He's from Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Does he his, say his Midwestern comedy is just it's a yeah the Midwest what? nice jokes, and okay. I I feel like yeah not everybody gets the the humor, but I laugh at it. I think it's sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but anyway, but on Manjaro, um, I like to I liken myself on this with this plus size group to be the the fitty. Um, I love my fitness uh, classes. I love my spin classes. I love my weights. I like to sweat and throw the weights around. Um, I have yeah, throw them around. Um, I want to say that. I want to see you throw some weight. I'm not gonna lie. Nope. No. Nope. I've been using a lot of bands. Oh, so, um, but uh, have not lost as much, but I do want to highlight over this last year. So I've lost 68 yeah. pounds and give or take one or two pounds here and there. Um, but I only lost eight pounds in the year 2023. However, mm-hmm. I dropped between two to three pant sizes. So wow. it goes without saying that. People like to think that if we're on a GLP one, it's this skinny shot and we're taking the easy way out. I bust my hump. And, yeah, you do. <laughs> and it the way the weight is not melting all the way off per se. Um, but the inches, the inches. Yeah. I know what it is from fitness, it is from putting on muscle. Um, but it goes without saying it's 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 not a skinny shot, it's not a slam dunk. No. We're putting in the work. I'm not skinny. I'm still plus size. Right. Me Do too. Plus sides. <laughs> yep. Wow. So, I'm really my story. Good story. Good story. <laughs> I like it. I just want you to know that as a New Year's resolution this year, for the first time, instead of saying like, I'm going to lose weight. You know what I did? I said, I'm going to add in strength training. I got me a kettlebell. I did. I'm proud That's of myself. Amazing. And I got some resistance bands. Now they just got here. I'll let you know how it goes. I might need videos or help because I don't okay. know what I'm doing. Bands are great. Time, I'm getting weak and I don't like that. <laughs> bands are great. Bands are yes. great. And you can travel with them. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to not get weight, weights anymore. Not in the house. Bands. No bands in the house or no weights? No, I mean the other way around. I have bands in the mm-hmm. house, but not weights. Okay. So. Got it. Okay. anyway so today we are actually going to have dr joy back with us if you guys remember from season two maybe maybe it was one i I don't know i don't know dr joy was with us and (laughs) we've been busy (laughs) right dr joy lost i want to say 100 pounds or we'll get her to ask more a minute but on majaro and then she also went and had bariatric surgery um after that and it was just such an interesting story. And it was the night before her surgery. It was. And so it was. Yeah. And she came on to the addiction episode with Brenda, which is an amazing episode. If you have not watched it, go watch it. The amount of aha moments in our faces dropping, you and me especially, like, you know, um, so go back and watch that. But without further ado, we have two special guests today. It's going to be more of a roundtable discussion. Um, it might be weird, but I have an editor. I so we're just going to. We're just gonna, we're gonna go with the flow. It's gonna be great. We're gonna learn a lot. It's the first time back. 
like a bike. Let's do this. Okay, let's invite in our guest. Dr. Joy. Hi. Hi. Let me get in Crystal too. Hello there. How are you, Hello. Crystal? Doing well. Thank you. We're so glad to have you. Thanks, guys, um, for coming on. Yes. Dr. Joy, could you tell us a little bit about yourself um, other than like the like super high level I just said, just so if people haven't seen the addiction episode, they kind of know, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, thank you for having me back. I did really enjoy, it was such a special thing for me to be the night before my gastric bypass, uh, to be speaking with you all about my process. And um, it helped bring everything into focus for me. And it was just a really peaceful, wonderful night. Um, yeah, so I am, first of all, I'm a licensed professional counselor. Um, I am on social media and in retreats and workshops and coaching. I do uh, teach people self-love, mindfulness, uh, and building a relationship with themselves. Um, I have spent 25 years working in the addiction field as an addictions counselor and um, as a CEO of a nonprofit addictions treatment facility and mental health facility where we help people who can't afford to pay for such things. Um, so for me, this whole process of addressing my own obesity uh, with the tools that are available to me uh, has really been intertwined with my knowledge and experience of the addiction field and growing up in a home with addiction. Um, so it's very layered. Um, I did, I, I started taking Manjaro um, in September of 2022. And in 11 months, almost exactly, I lost 100 pounds exactly. Wow. Morning of my gastric bypass on August 23rd, 2023, I had lost exactly 100 pounds. Wow. Yes. And since August 23rd, I've lost 61 more pounds. So, oh my gosh. Wow. I'll be honest. I always focus on how much I've lost and not what I weigh, but I'm yeah. a size 10 now and I started out as a size wow. 26. Um, wow. Yeah. So, my life smaller. has changed yeah. drastically. Like, multiple times a day, I do something and I think I could have never done this before yeah. weight loss. And I, I want to highlight that one of the reasons why I wanted to have gastric bypass after having so much success with Manjaro was that I began having at the higher doses, uh, skin reactions to the injection. And I became very fearful that I would not be able to stay on the medication. Uh, my react, my allergic reactions tend to get worse over time. Mm -hmm. um, but interestingly, I'm back on Mount Jaro. Um, only Yay. seven months post-op, I take five milligrams once every two weeks or so, mostly to help with cravings and inflammation. I just felt better mm -hmm. on the medicine. And so, oh, yeah. um, and now at first I was having the skin reactions, but now they're gone, I'm happy to say. So um, that's sort of the spin is that it's a full circle thing. Uh, Mandaro is part of the equation for me. That's awesome. For life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's awesome. Thank you so much for that quick intro. We'll definitely yeah. come back and talk a little bit more. Hey, Crystal. Hi. Tell me about who you are. 
How are you here? How do you help people? Tell us. Well, I'm here because Dr. Joy told me about it and I was super excited. (laughs) Um, So she's the one that got me here. Um, I am a licensed clinical professional counselor in Kansas. And then I also uh, provide services in Missouri. Um, And my telehealth therapist. So I work with my dog in my lap. Um, It's the best job. Um, But I love working with people on self-worth, getting to a life they want to live. Um, when I work with, with patients who weight loss is a goal for them, I only have two, two categories. Can you do everything you want in life or can you not? Yeah. Right? And I want to get everyone into the place where they can do whatever they want. If they want to sit in a seat at a concert, if they want to walk a, a mile hike, if they want, like, what, what is your life look like? We don't talk about numbers. We don't talk about BMI. We don't talk about any of that. It's just, can you do what you want? If not, let's get you there. Right. Yeah. Um, I also have a niche where I work with religious trauma and I work with people who are healing from narcissistic abuse. So I kind of have a eclectic theme, but it's amazing how a lot of this stuff is intertwined. So for sure, it really is. Yeah. And then my own journey, um, I uh, had bariatric surgery in September of 2022. Um, I've lost 80 pounds and maintained. Um, And actually, um, I wish I would have done it 20 years ago. I'm 46. Yeah. And I wish I would have done it a long time ago. So, um, yeah. I, I think it's a wonderful tool and I think the GLP ones are a wonderful tool. Um, I think it's just whatever you feel comfortable with, with your body. Um, and very glad to be here talking to people about that's awesome getting their life back. However, yeah. Absolutely. That is for sure what we focus on here. So one of the reasons that we started this was because when everything was happening with the media turning us all, this is before Weight Watchers got in the game, mm-hmm. right? That they were just pitting us against each other. And man, I'm telling you, the minute Weight Watchers got in the game, the narrative changed just like that overnight. And the problem is, though, is that still they were taking these videos of us, a lot of us on TikTok, hiding, blurring out our bellies and showing us giving injections and just like completely just making us a spectacle, right? And we have so many of us, especially with me, and, and it's very appropriate to both of you, the mental health piece for me and this has been incredible. And I just was so upset about it. And many, many people were because we felt like they were trivializing our experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And ex- exploiting them in a way. And so we just were like, let's let, we need a voice. We need a voice. And we're just going to try to get as loud as we can. We have no idea where it's going to go, but it seems to be working. I mean, we're blowing up and it's just crazy and it's just us and this little scrappy podcast so we're just trying to talk about things that matter we talk about we talk about like from everything from side effects right to um to the good the bad risk and all those things like we just let it all hang out so um don't be afraid uh while you guys are here and i think dr jane noise that we can we can uh, be emotional and all those things because people need to hear it there's so many people out there especially i think those who have struggled with obesity it's just a marginalized community. It really is. And we're all just really, really hurting in a lot of ways and trying to heal and being able to hear somebody stand up for us. You know, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So um, I'm just so thankful that you guys are here. And especially as we're trying to like get our bearings back because we haven't really done this in a couple months. (laughs) Because so backstory, another one, um, I had lap band surgery. So I had lap band surgery in 2007, which is a type of bariatric surgery. And um, I did, I lost maybe like 70 pounds or so. And then 
eventually I gained it back after I had a couple of miscarriages and then had my son and then it wouldn't move it anymore. Um, and recently, and then I've lost 99 on, um, GLP ones. I've taken several because of shortages. And then, um, at just recently before all this started happening, my lap band slipped and I had to have surgery and have it removed. So we've been gone for quite a while from recording because I couldn't sit up without fainting. And it was just like very dramatic. Um, but I'm still don't regret my surgery. I still don't regret it. Even after that, I, I still don't, I, I, I don't know if I would have gotten to a place at that moment. It meant going back to like talking about being able to do the things that you want to do. Right. I really wanted to be a mother, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. and so I don't know if my body would have gotten to a place with what I had available to me in 2007 to get there. You know, mm -hmm. so I'm still really glad that I did it, even though eventually I had to have it removed and it slipped and it called me all these issues, you know. Um, so, yeah. So I think going back to the tools and the tool belt, it's it's just great. It's great to be able to have all these options finally, not have it just be surgery or just be medicine. And a lot of the doctors we've had on too are talking about combining the two, like what Dr. Joy is doing, like, especially the, even the bariatric mm -hmm. surgeons, they're, I think, realizing it's it. I, at the end of the day too, like I, I may have to eventually have a, a, a sleeve or gastric bypass. I may, I've had obesity forever. Mm -hmm. I've had it for, I've ne I can't even think like, I, I remember having binge eating when I was eight. That was when it started mm -hmm. and being on a diet, Weight Watchers with my mom, like over a rice cake, drizzling chocolate sauce, just trying to get something that would taste good to us, mm -hmm. you know, at eight years old and staying within our points. Cause I was pointing with my mom, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, and that, that perpetual behavior continued the rest of my life and thinking that I was, you know, a failure in all of those different things because it started so young. And we had that happen with many people in our community you know, so I think that it's important for us to talk about all of those things. And I'm just, I think you guys are the perfect people to do it. <laughs> so I'm so glad to have you. Yeah. Um, back to uh, Dr. Joy, I, I know you were talking about um, kind of this process and this journey and where you are now. Um, I'm wondering, I, I know you were kind of through this and we talked about last time that you were doing this podcast, right? Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what it is? Because uh, obviously the people watching our podcast like podcasts about this yeah. subject. So they're always looking for more information. It's great. I got hooked on it this weekend. Oh, thank you. I really, you know, I put it out into the world. As you know, podcasts are, there's a lot of them. And yeah. um, they're usually not a big financial benefit or anything. But there is this motivation to have the story out there, to have people hear their experience reflected in the media and to be told and to be truthful about the experience of being obese. Um, so as I started the medication, the whole time I was considering bariatric surgery and I started losing weight and having success with Manjaro. So I kind of went back and forth, whether I should do this, do I need the surgery, whatever. And a friend of mine said, you need to be doing a podcast about this. And so I did. And um it started out as a podcast about whether to have bariatric surgery. And I really, it became about something different. I think it, the truth of life in a 337 pound body um, took center stage. Uh, Crystal was one of my guests um, for two episodes. And it was like a big therapy session about what leads a person to develop on the emotional side. We all, we, we know that obesity is a biological disease that has biological solutions, but there is the emotional piece. 
that cannot be ignored. And yes. um, on the podcast, I have my daughter. I, we talk about with two of my adult children, we talk about what it was like um, for them to grow up in a chubby family because they were um, overweight as children. And I was overweight and always trying to lose weight. And my daughter was my mini me. And here I was always trying to lose weight. And we talked very honestly about the impact that that had on them. And it was an incredibly difficult conversation, but I feel so important. I, I mean, I don't know if I've ever heard a family talk about like adult children talk about what it was like growing up in a fat family, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and then of course my daughter is also really hilarious. So there's some real, she is good for the comedic relief, That's but the good. podcast definitely ended up in places I didn't expect. Um, yeah, I understand why you turn to food in the first place, turning your back on your own feelings and your own truth in favor of like comforting yourself with food so that you can make everyone else more comfortable, for example, or, um, you know, what it's like to be in an obese body and to have the shame associated with mm -hmm. uh, emotional eating or food addiction or binge eating. Um, and then what it's like to lose weight. I was really afraid to lose weight. I've got to be honest. Like one of the big surprising things that I uncovered was that I felt safer in the world in a 337 pound body. I felt safe from literal, like just safety on the streets. Um, and really facing that crystal helped me a lot with that and also letting go of my plus size identity. Like I had a pang, I've got to be honest, like I already am getting emotional, but when you said I'm still plus size, I thought like, yeah. like it's going to sound crazy to people who are not larger. I know that, yeah. but I know there are people out there who will understand. Like I, I understand. I'm terrified. But yeah. when I left size 14, I was like, Oh no, like, that's it. Like, what like, am I now? Who am yeah. I? Yeah. yeah. I understand. I always, I always say like, I, I like being a plus size fitty. I like, um, I like being a little soft around the edges. I just went down to a 12 this year and I was like, what, what do I do now? And some of my friends say, well, maybe, you know, is it, is it your self-esteem? You're not shooting for more. I'm like, no, I, I like the way I look now. I, but yeah, I, I think I'm starting to, get there too. Like, do I, I'm terrified. I I'm terrified Dr. Yeah. Joy. And that feeling that you just described, like, I'm so scared because that 12, right. That's not really plus size anymore. Right. I was a 12 in middle school. So I, and, and so I obviously like a 12 in middle school is plus size, right. Because I'm like adult women clothes. Right. So I got to a place because I've always been big where I, I began to accept and identify as a larger human and mm -hmm. being okay with that. And I had a different experience yeah. with my mother. My mother um, is for sure, I would say like straight size. Maybe she struggled with 20, 20 pounds here or there, but not, not a skinny person, but not a, just like average, nice and lovely and average, you know? And whenever I would get down on myself in any way, she would not allow it. She mm. would go, you listen to me, you she would not allow it so i know she did it right i think <laughs> so i began to be like all right i'm awesome right I, this and i'm okay in this body what's gonna happen when it disconnects i don't even know i've always been like this oh my gosh i yeah. don't like the, my mind is reeling and like i'm going to buy clothes and i'm this close and I find myself thinking, 
I could go eat some fast food. Yeah. I could There's go a eat donut some store food. not that far from here. Come mm -hmm. on now. You, you know, it happens. It, yes. I don't know. Identity. If, um, That's the way to look at it. I don't yeah. know if you remember the beautiful advice on the podcast that you gave me about this. Um, but what Crystal said about this to me was life-changing. And I really felt after my conversation with her at the, on the podcast, free to have the surgery and to lose weight without these fears. What she told me was, and I'll give you a brief quote and then you can expound. Crystal. Yeah. Okay. But Crystal told me that our identity changes throughout life. When I was a single person, I didn't identify as a wife. And then I became a wife and I wasn't a mom. I didn't identify that way. And then I became a mother. And now being a mother is central to my identity. Now yeah. my children are almost all of them are adults. And so my identity around what kind of a mom am I is changing. And our identity is constantly changing. And so yeah. now I am not a plus size person. I'm finding out what that means for my life. And there are drawbacks to losing that. There are drawbacks and there are lots of benefits. And you have to choose your hard. And I'll be joy 4.0 right now. And then in my, you know, I'm turned, I just turned 49 Friday. And 49. I'll be in my 50s. Happy birthday. Thank yes. you. And I'll be in my 50s soon and I'll be joy 5.0. You know, my identity Hi. doesn't just because I've always identified that way, it doesn't mean it defines me or that I've lost it. That is still part of my identity. Yeah. It's just not the one that's in front right now. And Crystal, I just want to tell you how much that changed my life your advice. That's awesome. Thank you so much. It is interesting. I think when we look at our life as an evolution and not just, yeah. I want to get back to a certain weight size, whatever. Um, yeah. like, because I, I, I don't want to, I want to take all of my experiences and I want to be me now, the, the, the best me now with, with all of the, the lessons and the, the battle scars that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think like I just was thinking about, you know, in general, the way it feels to think about my life. And I remember never a skinny Kim doesn't exist mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the history of me. There is nothing mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. So it's. I can't conceive. Right. So it's different. Like when it's different, right? Mm -hmm. When you're like, when you used to be small. Mm -hmm. And so you think about that language about, I can't wait till I get back or I'm trying to get back. I don't have a back. Yeah. I don't have it. Mm -hmm. And I'm in this path now where I just remember always wanting to go there, but I don't, I was never the girl that always wanted to be skinny. I just wanted to fit in my jeans and feel comfortable and feel nice and feel cute. That's how I felt. And so, but it's, it's crazy to think like, I literally in this moment cannot conceive of what I could look like in a month, right? right? Like a month. And mm -hmm. it's very hard to wrap my head around that. The mental piece of this is so intense and that therapy is very important. Boy, have I ever learned that? Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, I, I actually don't think enough of our community have access to it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, because it's just, it's just so hard to reconcile, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, it does seem like it's certainly not something where, you know, you hear a moment and you have a moment and it just sticks with you and you're fine. It's almost like you have to continually to tell yourself these things that like you 4.0 and you 5.0 is okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, but it is like, 
also really liked what Kat said about like, I like myself right now. Yeah. I like being this iteration of I do. Right. <laughs> because I think I, I did a crazy weight loss thing before I had my surgery, lost a whole lot of weight, actually got skinnier than I liked. And I didn't like my body. I didn't like how it sagged. I didn't like how it wasn't, you know, and I right now am heavier than I was then, but I don't want to be lighter. Like I like me now. And I think that's a mental liking myself and a physical liking myself. But I just love that you said that. Like I feel good. Yeah. 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 I, I think a lot about, and I'm curious how you guys feel about the surgery, like with skin. Um, I, uh, I never really, I remember thinking if I ever lost weight, I wouldn't get skin removal surgery, but I've never lost this much before. And it's a lot. Uh, and then I also think to myself, well, maybe this is where I, I, I found myself kind of wishing that this is where my body stops. You know, a lot of times they say with the medication or even with the surgery, like you hit a point and that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. And you may lose an extra five or 10 or something like that, but that's probably it for you. Okay. And I, I, I keep thinking about that because like, I'm still plus size, right? Like I'm still a large human. There is still lots of fat there that's in the way of the skin. It's still there, but it's very everywhere now, right? Like at least before it was kind of like formed. She said very everywhere. Now it's like <laughs> the skin, skin accepting the skin is yeah. different. It's a different kind yeah. of challenge. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How do you do that? Are you guys, did you, I'm really curious if you guys made decisions around that. Is that something I... that you thought about doing or did do? I'm excited that we're talking about this because I haven't really had the opportunity. No, I haven't thought about talking about it, but I think we really, it's good. We can definitely not. <laughs> no, I think it's good because, so I am very doughy, right? I have doughy. like lines and stripes where they were not before. I was full and voluptuous. And now I'm like, what is this? Because there's no going back. Let me just tell you. So I was... Um, an athlete and a very thin up until about like right after high school, I had body dysmorphia. So I always identified as a fat girl. Like I, know I say that word, uh, it's okay. tongue in cheek. Um, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, it, it, there's no going back. I've had four children. My body does not look remotely like the last time I wore a pair of size 10 jeans. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I debate this, like having, the skin removal, I feel like the that's a whole thing for me. Like, do I yeah. just accept this? It is causing some issues for me. So I think there's some health reason to get rid of it. Um, but it is interesting. I do mirror work with it. Um, I don't know, Crystal, what you've tried, but and this is gonna sound cheesy and it's personal, but not like, not for this audience. No. But I will stand in the mirror and I squeeze it and I press on it and I explore it and I look at my new body and recognize that it's changing very quickly because I've yeah. lost 61 pounds in four months. Like that's yes. very fast. Yes. Um, and 161 pounds in a year and two months mm -hmm. um, or three now, a year and three months. Um, but I try to like get familiar with it as it's changing and say, okay, like this is now how my arms look and my arms are so strong and they help me do so much throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And this is just mm -hmm. how they look. This isn't who I am. Um, for me, that's been a big part of it is just looking at it and really focusing on the positives of what my body is doing for me. And actually like, it does feel kind of neat, like the skin, the softness, 
is a little familiar because I'm used to being fluffy. So I try to get in touch with the positive and the, and just to, to be in myself. And I'll share that one of my favorite things about weight loss so far that was completely unexpected is that yeah. as a plus size person with, I mean, I, I had, I was a 44 H or something. I mean, big busted. I thought like hugs are never going to be the same. I loved hugging with my big giant bosom <laughs> and my big fluffy arms. And I just felt like I was so comforting and soft, but you know what? Now when I hug a person, I'm actually heart to heart with them. Mm. Oh, oh, that's so cool. There is no layer of anything between my heart and their heart. And there's a closeness and an energy transfer that I was never aware could exist and um, that's just one of the many discoveries. Yeah. It's like there's something that I lost with the hug and something beautiful that I've gained that I didn't yeah. expect. Um, yeah. And I think that's that awesome. is the way that I look at the skin. It's like, yeah. what can I gain by embracing this version of me? You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. My son was really concerned um, <laughs> when I was losing weight. So he's 11. Um, so it was a year and a half ago. So nine and a half that's right right maths um and uh he was like but mommy i don't want your tummy to go away what would i lay on and cuddle on and i was like well it'll still be mommy it'll just be a little flatter he's like i don't like flatter in the podcast i took my son and i had yeah. the exact yeah. same conversation and he's <laughs> also 11 he's like yeah uh mom it's really neat i can fit my arms around you but don't lose any more weight <laughs> because <laughs> he can't conceive of you anywhere different either right yeah, like yeah. yeah yeah um as far as my experience with the skin removal um like i said prior to surgery i um did a very unhealthy weight loss regimen and i went from 350 to 175 i lost oh, a half goodness. my body weight in 13 months and um after that i had um, 10 pounds of skin removed from my abdomen I had the paniculectomy, the apron removal, tummy tuck, and yeah. muscle repair. And then I had some regain, and then I had bariatric surgery. So I yeah. have, after bariatric surgery, after the bariatric surgery, that was hard for me to say, um, I still have extra skin on my arms, extra skin other places, my legs, but I don't want to mess with that. Like, I, I, I was like, what I, and what I felt like when I had the other skin, I was having rashes and I was having adverse skin. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. So where it was covered, um, I was fortunate enough to have it covered. Um, but I, I saw it as like a shape, a snake sheds its skin. I yeah. felt like that's what I was doing was like, yeah. okay, I don't, I don't need this to carry this anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it, all of those adverse reactions cleared up. I was lucky. I didn't have any skin, you know, skin issues anymore. Um, so I, I saw that as a, um, a, a very, a luxury that I was afforded because right. my skin just did not take well to having so much of it. Um, so I do have that in my background, but like I said, if I got really critical or, or I could say, okay, oh, my arms here, my turkey neck, you know, like I, I could, I could pin spot pinpoint and say, oh, I'd like to have that. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. Interesting. I, you know, I can kind of relate with that in terms of my arms because my arms have always been big. I mm. think I'd almost just rather leave them, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. but I, I remember being in middle school and when I would raise my hand, I would not raise it higher than this. And mm -hmm. that I remember making that decision, like mm -hmm. being like, if I raise it higher, they can see my flabby arm, you know? Wow. And so 
literally to this day, this is how I raise my hand. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> now I'm going to raise it. I'm going to shake my arms. <laughs> And one thing too that helped me do is also that was 40 pounds less than I weigh now. I didn't like the way my body looked. I was, I like, I was like, I was melting or something. Right. So I would rather be yes, heavier than that. Have a chest, have a booty, have some hands yes. than look emaciated and 10 years mm -hmm. older. <laughs> yes. Trust me. I, and, yeah. And so I, like I said, it, it's just, it's really about finding a place of self acceptance yeah. in a body where, that you can do what you want to be able to do in. Yeah. I think for me, like I think about that too, but maybe that'll change as I go to my next mm -hmm. 5.0. I don't know, but mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I keep thinking that the tummy and that being in the way of when you were talking in the beginning of like helping people get to do the things they want to do. Right. And I have all these like adventures that I have in my head <laughs> that I want to be able to do. Right. And I'm like, I feel like that would impede it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but I, I like, I had this thing. So like when I started this journey, I was like, I have, I want to swim with dolphins. That was my like goal. You have to be 250 to swim with dolphins. You can't be okay. in, that's the max amount, right? It's 250. No, like 250. So you have to, okay. that's the, that's the, that's anything more than that. It can hurt the dolphin. So they won't do anything more than that. So 250. So here I was rolling like three, I was a uh, 347. So I knew I really wanted to get, so I'm, I'm there now. So it's like, I, I just very much wanted to like, I actually, what am I now? I don't know who cares anyway, but, uh, but that, that's what I wanted to do because that number mattered to me because I want to swim with dolphins. It's like yeah. a dream to want to do it. And I bet once I do it, I'll be like, what was that? It was stinky. It smells like fish, but I, I really want to try. I really sure. do. Like I see people do it like in like Cancun and stuff. And so I have all these, like these going and doing things, yes. right? Um, that I want to be able to do without pain. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that I dream about, you know, and I was never like that before. I really gave up. I really did. You know, That's amazing. Yeah. I never thought of like an actual goal to do because I I'm, um, I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm silly. So I, uh, <laughs> no, I used to always say my goal is to fit my ass in an airplane seat without spilling over. Yeah, but then I would say, that. I'm really into fitness, fitness ass. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, and um, so now I, I, I can. Um, I got to I got to I got to get myself another goal. Yours is like yeah. sexy, Kim, like swim with dolphins. The dolphins? <laughs> I think I'm not I gotta sure go if I would do it. that, but I got to think of something. You know, that, rem that reminds me of my TikTok series, The 100 Reasons to Lose Over 100 Pounds That Have Nothing to Do with Diet, Culture, and Beauty Standards. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that there was a 250-pound weight limit for swimming with dolphins. But let me tell you, the 250-pound weight limit, it seems to be the, the spot, like with ladders, all, like all kinds of activities Exercise that were on my equipment. list. 250 was Sometimes the water slides and rides. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm still blown away. Like some exercise equipment sometimes has a cap at 250. I'm like, mm -hmm. that yeah. defeats, but yeah. Oh, I mean, exactly. on a tangent. In general, I'm not <laughs> more than pounds. Our society punishes larger people, and there's, there's a lot behind that. You know, the fat mm -hmm. phobia that creates this problem that you can't just go and do in a 337 or 347 right. pound body. Yeah. 
it's not our fault also let's just put a pin in that yes like bodies should be acceptable at all sizes because we're all human mm -hmm. beings and deserving of fun and adventure and whatever mm -hmm. our bodies are capable of doing because you can certainly be a, a person who is active at 337 pounds i personally yeah. yes. at my age had gotten to where there was a lot of pain involved in movement Same. for me but yeah for a long time, I was fine. I was very active and, yeah. you know, bigger, but active and, you know, Same. doing a lot of things, but held back because of society. Yes. I also so think true. for me, the, one of the biggest things was being a consideration. And what the way I say that is like, um, let's say my husband and I are at a Kansas City Chiefs football game. And we have to park far away. He was going to have to walk slower. He was going to have to take a lot of breaks because I needed to be considered. I yeah. couldn't walk so far. I couldn't walk as fast. I could, you know, we, oh, we can't sit at that table in the restaurant. We will need, we'll need a bigger table or we can't sit in that little booth or we can't sit at that oh, bistro booth. chair. Being that, yeah, oh, right. The consideration aspect for me was so hard. And it was like, a, yeah. um, I want to be able to, to not have to be considered. I want to be just normal in, um, normal is the wrong word. Um, no, I think it's the right word. Like, I, don't, I just don't no. want it to be a factor in our life. Mm -hmm. My weight pulled us back in any way, right? And to me, that was one of the main driving forces um, for the surgery. Yeah, for sure. I totally can relate with that. I think I don't. I I think I got so used to it that I never really thought about it. And uh, like, because I've just I like I've always been big. Right. Mm -hmm. But I remember as I continued to climb, climb, climb. And then once I got like to the threes, you know, I remember seeing like being looking at a chair in a conference room. Right. The ones that were a little more wiry and being like, am I going to break that? Right. Right. And just praying that I wouldn't be that person. Right. Mm -hmm. And I and first of all, they should rethink that. Like, stop making chairs only for small humans. Quit it. Yes. This is America. Okay. Mm -hmm. Obesity person in America. Hello. So, mm -hmm. you know, like I, but in general, that kind of stuff mm -hmm. is, is something that I think stays with us. And like, it's kind of fun because my husband and I are both on Manjaro. So my husband did not deal with obesity until I would say later in life. Um, he was always could eat whatever he wanted and bean pole. And it wasn't until later in life that it started kind of catching up with him. And then our, our son seems to be uh, like on that side, like very lean, can eat whatever he wants kind of thing. And then there's me, who's always been big, 10 pound baby, you know, just a larger human. So we're kind of experiencing this together, like restaurants, like a sit down for dinner and we'll go look at the table, we'll go, you know, like look at their distance. Oh, and he's like, oh my God, yeah. like, you know, or we'll mm -hmm. both look at the food and we'll be like, we can't fit in that. We'll sit down and we have just swimming, tons of room. We could like have a party, you know, and that, that's kind of cool to experience with him. You know, yeah. um, because I do think that even he had to, because he's very tall and very big, like he could mm -hmm. do a lot of the things that like, as I continue to gain weight, like I really couldn't, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I think he was just sort of built to handle the the weight a little bit better because he's six, three, you know, mm -hmm. and so he could kind of keep going and he did have to always be like, I'll be like, well, I can't walk that far. My knee this, and my knee that, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that was, that was a big thing and it still is for us, but it is nice to, it is nice to experience it together, yeah. you know? Yeah. It made yeah. me think of, um, so, you know, my life of, of, I've always loved fitness. I remember I ran a half marathon when I was 
29, a long time ago. Um, but I was 2 240, 245. I ran that half marathon. It was I was always like trying to and to prove to prove like fitness wise. Like yeah. Well, first off, I enjoyed it, but and I think back then we were re we were really deep into diet culture, a friend of mine. We were both kind of heavy. Um, so we really didn't do it for the right reasons. But looking back on it now, um, I'm glad I did. I won't, I will never run a half marathon ever again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, yeah. The, hmm. So yeah, the whole notion of being active or not, or not active. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. I think, um, I feel like I'm a very active human, but I find that finding time, I'm wondering how you guys feel about this too. Like finding time to exercise has been very difficult since I have three jobs. Um, and, and it's been very hard. So like I started doing like this, my, I was saying like, this is my year of my, instead of my New Year's resolution being, I'm going to get fit and lose weight instead of it's just, I'm going to build some strength. Like I'm going to do some strength building and that's just my focus. I'm not going to kill myself to do it. I've done everything with this journey has been very progressive and slow for me and it's yes. worked for the first time ever. So I'm going to like keep doing that. So now it's time to build some some stuff up, you know? So I'm hoping that that will go well. Um, but like, it's about kind of trying to find to incorporate it, but the amount of like judgment that I get for being on one of these medications mm. and not talking about being super fit and being in the gym six days a week and all of these different things blows my mind. Do y'all get any of that? Have you guys gotten any of that? Because now you guys are both on the internets, right? So what do you get? <laughs> For me, I remember I remember this. Uh, it was a tough night. I was at a, a holiday party for work and with people that I did that didn't know me. And um, they began making fun of a 300 plus pound person. And they uh, didn't know that I had been recently a 300 plus pound person. The person wasn't there. She was relaying a story of an airplane situation and they were all like, Oh man, that's the worst. Ha ha. You know? And I'm just like, people are worse than I knew, you know? And, yeah. um, yeah, I remember that. And that same night, the one person who did know me, um, when I said, yeah, he said, you look great. And I said, thanks. Uh, you know, that I've lost, um, you know, however many pounds it was at that time. And he said, Oh, yeah. how are you doing it? You're doing it the right way. Aren't you? And I said, Oh, oh yeah. is there a wrong way? And that was and a good like, answer. They were like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, so I kind of shut that stuff down. I have managed to start learn to love working out. Um, but I give myself a lot of grace. I did not work out today. I just wasn't feeling it. I was doing some yeah. self-care. I needed to nest. And that's what my body was asking me for. So I'm doing it. Yeah. So nothing obsessive either with diet or exercise. But um, but yeah, people definitely make those judgments and want to see you. I, I think people want to see us suffering. For they me, do. Like you're supposed to suffer. You're supposed to be at the gym suffering like the rest yeah. of us. You know, like. Yeah. But don't be at the gym because I don't want to watch you work out. I want to watch you. Right. You know, yeah. I don't want to see you. Yeah. God forbid. And the fitness we equipment we make won't be able to support your weight anyway. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like I'm just now at the weight where most things I would be able to fit in, like mm -hmm. I would hit the bare max, like 
Mm -hmm. Of course, people don't want to go. Like, of course they don't, you know, it's crazy. And they have to go to like, and you have to be on the industrialized size thing. And everybody knows, like, it's just the whole mental thing of it for me. It's always been, it's always been really, really difficult. Now I am, but I am very active. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, up and about all the time, all the places in the land. But is there like me sitting at a standing at a treadmill and stuff? No, there's not. <laughs> like I, I, it's interesting. I don't really have the mental capacity or like energy for it. So I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I solve for this and still stay within my like mental safe space mm-hmm. of not feeling like I need to put myself back there? Because again, like this mm-hmm. journey for me has been since the beginning of Kim, right? So I have been the you eat a thousand calories a day, you're in the gym, you know, six days a week. And if you can't lose weight and keep it off, it's your fault and you are fat and lazy. And that narrative lives rent free, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I still work to try to get away from that. And so I keep trying to find ways that I feel like I'm actually getting the physical activity and therefore my heart is working better. And I feel like I'm up and moving. And lately it's been cleaning, Mm -hmm. which if you knew me before, you'd be like, what? what? <laughs> and I, I find that what I'm doing is, and this sounds crazy, but like I'm putting my phone down and I, even though my brain keeps trying to tell me to go back to my phone to do all the jobs in the land, I don't do it. I just, I just clean. It's, it's always like just the kitchen and the dishes and the floors. And then, and then, and then when I'm done, I'm like, oh my God, I feel so much better. That's a workout. It is yeah. a workout. That's what I'm saying. So I don't think I have to fit into a box of being in a gym and this many, whatever. And it's good for my brain. It's what Kat always talks about, about how the mental piece of exercising for her is even more important to her than the actual physical piece of it. Mm -hmm. You know, she talks about that a lot on the show. Kat, do you want to talk about that? (laughs) I'm a nicer person. My husband, you know what, (laughs) we say that um, my husband told me it was New Year's Eve weekend. I, 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 told, I, yeah, I said to my husband, you know, I don't think I'm going to work out tomorrow. And he was like, um, the hell you're not. <laughs> He's like, you've gone two days without a workout. You are grumpy. Yeah. Oh. So. <laughs> it's a thing. Honestly, um, that's what I was going to mention about mine. I have a treadmill in my very small bedroom because I swore I'd use it and um, sure. haven't been. But I think what really for me is I need it for my seasonal affective disorder. I need oh, it yeah. for my winter blues. Mm. I need people to move my body. And so that was more of my New Year's like lean is move every day for your mental health, not necessarily sure. because you said you would when you had the surgery or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I haven't yet, but I promise you guys I will. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not the accountability kind of person, so I'm not gonna ask. No. Right. But- <laughs> But if that's what you need, <laughs> you know. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking like I know it got me through. Yeah, a lot of grieving in the last couple of like a few years ago. Yeah, I just would just go yeah. go ride and just yeah. sweat and cry. Is everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you have like a place where you could do that that was private, or did you go to like class? I was in class, but it's so loud. It's a it's a cycle bar, so it's a theater and it gets loud and it lights. And so when you're in the back, you know, I got a little teary, but then I would just go to my car and weep and then go yeah. home. But I feel it's just like purge really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's amazing how you can hold on to all that. So um, Cass talked about on the show before he, she lost her dad. Um, my dad's very ill. Um, and uh, so we connect a lot on that, but it is sometimes it gets to be 
so much and you just keep moving forward and moving forward and it just like builds up you know it's a lot and that that exercise piece is key we had rebecca on our show which dr Dre, you may know rebecca because she's good friends with you do okay um and rebecca talks a lot about how like she has to have it and and that she whatever i mean she was like well there's like you know, I, I, I never saw that those people kind of nuts. I'm not going to lie. Don't, don't, Rebecca, don't be mad. But all those exercises she was doing was like 35 hard. And like, um, you know, all those things that are like super intense. Oh, yeah. Like she always did those things, but she was like, she loved them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, when she would go to the doctor, they would always be like, eh, you're then lazy exercise more. And she's like, I bust my ass at the 35 whatever you call it hard. I don't know. (laughs) It's it's like 75 hard. I couldn't keep up with it. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. But she, she's like that though. And she says all the time, like, I I don't now when I do it, I'm only doing it for me. Like, she's like, I don't do it at all anymore for anything else, you know, about the weight or anything. I'm only there for like my mental, my mental peace, you know, I hope I can get there. This is the first time I've ever felt it. And I, Y'all, I hate cleaning. So it's very, very weird that it happened. But it may be my thing, my gradual thing that I've been doing as I've been evolving, you know? Hmm. Yeah. It's time for a change rooted in lasting evidence-backed wellness. Say goodbye to unsustainable diet culture with Friday's weight management program. A nationwide virtual care platform built to address your biology. The reason why I started Fridays is that I noticed that patients with obesity are often improperly treated and told to eat less and move more. Well, the science is in, and we now know that obesity is a chronic medical condition like high blood pressure and diabetes, and that there are many factors, including your genetics, that play a role in the development of obesity. We understand this at Fridays, and that's why we make sure to order labs and specific medications that work with you and your biology. We're revolutionizing weight management, steering clear of weight loss fads, and embracing a scientifically driven approach. Our program charts a path to a healthier you, leveraging evidence-based treatments, nutritional support, and a team of specialized clinicians dedicated to guiding you towards optimal health. We ensure swift appointment scheduling and provide a knowledgeable insurance team for handling prior authorizations for GLP-1 medication. Fridays will also provide safe, compounded GLP-1 medication alternatives with fair and industry-leading pricing. Our eligibility quiz will match you with the provider that corresponds with your medical needs. Go to joinfridays.com to begin your journey to a healthier you today. Say goodbye to restrictive weight loss methods and hello to Iveam, the number one prescriber of GLP-1 medications. GLP-1s curb cravings, stabilize blood sugar, increase energy, and balance A1C levels to regulate your body and kickstart your weight loss journey. Iveam is committed to making medical weight loss accessible, affordable, and customized because we believe that's how it should be. Sign up for free and get 20% off our accessibility programs. Producing Peptide Vite. It's the first daily natural vitamin to help support a reduction in the major side effects of GLP-1s. Peptide Vite supports fatigue, nausea, GI side effects, and promotes better metabolism. It is third-party tested, made in the USA in a FDA-certified facility. Peptide Vite is a game-changer all-in-one daily supplement. Pharmacist and physician formulated to be safe and effective. 
Use code PLUS20 for 20% off at zennutrients.com. It's time for a change rooted in lasting evidence-backed wellness. Say goodbye to unsustainable diet culture with Friday's Weight Management Program. A nationwide virtual care platform built to address your biology. The reason why I started Fridays is that I noticed that patients with obesity are often improperly treated and told to eat less and move more. Well, the science is in, and we now know that obesity is a chronic medical condition like high blood pressure and diabetes, and that there are many factors, including your genetics, that play a role in the development of obesity. We understand this at Fridays, and that's why we make sure to order labs and specific medications that work with you and your biology. We're revolutionizing weight management, steering clear of weight loss fads, and embracing a scientifically driven approach. Our program charts a path to a healthier you, leveraging evidence-based treatments, nutritional support, and a team of specialized clinicians dedicated to guiding you towards optimal health. We ensure swift appointment scheduling and provide a knowledgeable insurance team for handling prior authorizations for GLP-1 medication. Fridays will also provide safe, compounded GLP-1 medication alternatives with fair and industry-leading pricing. Our eligibility quiz will match you with the provider that corresponds with your medical needs. Go to joinfridays.com to begin your journey to a healthier you today. You interested in understanding GOP-1 medications like Ozempic, Wagovi, or Manjaro? Then join us on the plus sides, Cracking the Obesity Code, the groundbreaking podcast helping people change their lives one episode at a time. The Plus Sides podcast is a disruptor. We're breaking down barriers, smashing stereotypes, and sharing inspiring stories that'll leave you feeling informed and empowered. Join us every week to learn from doctors who are specialists around GLP-1 medications like Ozempic, Wagovi, and Manjaro. They'll provide you with science and facts to validate these incredible stories. But that's not all. We'll also bring you the voices of the GLP-1 Manjaro TikTok community, real people who face the challenges of obesity related diseases and disorders and discovered the incredible plus sides of GLP-1 medications. Our episodes are filled with heartwarming stories, laughter, and moments of triumph. You'll connect with our amazing community members who are reclaiming their health and experiencing their fullest lives. Are you ready to embark on a journey of discovery and empowerment? Tune in to the plus sides cracking the obesity code and together we'll change the narrative around obesity and end the stigma. Subscribe now on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform platform and join our incredible community. Let's celebrate the plus sides of life together because every story deserves to be heard. Every life deserves to shine and everyone deserves access to expert knowledge and medication. The Plus Sides Podcast. You're not alone. It's not your fault.